0: Welcome to another episode of the DC Comics Chronicles. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co host, Donnie, the Emerald Enthusiast. Donnie, how's it going?
1: Hey, what's up, comic book fans? It's the man whose rig runs on Fanboy Energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. It's the Emerald Enthusiast, here with a special guest.
0: If you're watching the video, you can see we have somebody else, as Donnie alluded to. And I'm going to give it, let him give one of his uh, usual entertaining introductions. So, Donnie, take it away.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beings of the omniverse, please welcome soldier, musician, the current writer of Action Comics. He will spark your imagination and then choke you into submission. He is Philip Kennedy Johnson.
2: What's up, guys? Good to see you. Man, <laughs> You are an enthusiast. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> nice energy. I'm he's glad got that you energy. Think that was I know how
0: he's got it all the time, but he does. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to have you, Philip. Um, I'm a huge Superman fan. He's one of my top two uh, favorite fictional characters of all time. So to be able to talk to somebody who's currently uh, writing and guiding his Adventures is, is a special treat for me, so I really you, appreciate man. it. And I know yeah. uh, Donnie does as well.
2: Yeah, it's an honor.
0: So, in the spirit of uh, of what I just said, what are uh, what are <clears throat> when did you first get exposure to comic books, and what were some of your early favorite characters?
2: Um, I was just a little kid, man. I um, I didn't live in a house where playing was a big thing. <laughs> like, it's the people playing with me is, didn't, that kind of thing didn't really happen much. But they were really good about reading to me um there were a lot of lot of books in the house and um my dad was always saying he he learned how to read like he taught himself to read from comic books when he was real small so he would and he was just a huge proponent of reading so he would go to these flea markets and garage sales come home with boxes of old like second third hand books and um yeah that kind of became these three as i got more and more comics that way they kind of became these three big piles of dc marvel and then um like the cartoony stuff like things that, the kind of characters that eventually got wrapped up in ducktales mm-hmm. for a lot of a lot of um, the old gladstone comics and golden key um looks like uh struge mcduck and beagle boys and huey Dewey louie and those kind of things mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but uh, i was probably i mean I would, I would go on a streak where i would read a ton of just one like one of those three piles but i mean if i had to pick one i think i, I tended to gravitate towards the DC superhero stuff. And my my two big heroes were Batman and Superman, I think. Because in first of all, those are the ones you see the most, right? Yeah. Like, right. Really, yeah. I had a lot of old, like really old world's finest and brave and the bold and those kind of things. You'd see one of those characters team up with somebody else or with each other very often. Um yeah, man, those were those were kind of my jam. And especially I was I was out in the country kind of alone. I was um uh, I just I really needed those, those heroes in my life, you know, like my whole life was kind of spent in my imagination and um, just imagining that I was Batman or Superman just meant a lot to me. Like having that, the Batman fantasy of uh, like I was, you know, I was kind of a sad kid in real life and this, I could kind of connect to the idea of, of a young Bruce Wayne, like trying to make himself into this powerful thing. Um, but also Superman, probably, probably more so Superman, um, who again, I could relate to as a, a young kid living in the country by himself kind of didn't understand his place in the world and just kind of this fantasy that people who loved me had sent me there to save everyone and all that it was just this really powerful fantasy that meant like everything to me um so yeah i mean those were those were my um those would have been my favorite characters i also was a big fan of spider-man i had a bunch of spider-man team of books as well um and a lot of the cartoony adventure books were kind of fun like they were they had a really a lot of really fun stories like, um, Street of taking his family off and some big adventure to, to find the golden city of whatever. You know, there was a lot of stuff like yeah. that that was always really fun. Uh, I enjoyed those two. But it, I mean, gun to my head, I'd say Batman and Superman are kind of my jam.
0: Yeah. And I, I totally understand the the sentiment, how you said you could imagine yourself as either of those two characters. I found that because I'm the same way Batman and Superman are my first and foremost. And then it, you know, Green Lantern, Flash, Spider-Man, Daredevil. But it's it always like starts with Batman and Superman. And I found that, especially when I was younger, and even now, quite frankly, whichever, whoever's my, I, I can't choose a, a clear favorite. Like they alternate. And it really depends on my mood. So if I'm kind of like angry at something, you know, I gravitate toward Batman. Batman. <laughs> if, if I'm more hopeful, which is nothing, <laughs> the last year and a half has been difficult with that. It's like, all right, you know, uh, but when I'm more hopeful, it's Superman. So yeah, I, I totally get that sentiment.
2: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I got picked on a lot as a kid, and I, um, it's not like I was filled with vengeance, like Batman, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's, it's more of a, more of the fantasy of that you can, you can make yourself Oh yeah. more yeah. than you are. You know, you can, you can, all it takes is incredible hard work and just trying to be, you know, thinking two steps ahead of everyone else and it's kind of making yourself more than you're supposed to be, you know, like just deciding you're going to be more than that thing. This is a, just a powerful, uh, empowering idea you know so that's i mean I, I really believe i mean all the other superheroes in the justice league and so many other characters that have arisen since then are also super cool and i've grown to love so many other characters in the dc mythology um but those those two i guess um just the idea of the the all-powerful being that can do anything that that chooses to be the best version of of who he could be but also just the the regular guy who just makes himself who puts himself on that same level you know those mm-hmm. those two ideas are just the the yin and yang of of comics for me yeah.
1: really, superman yeah. is kind of the hero that we all wish we could be that we all Definitely. yeah that we we all aspire to you know the highest aspirations
2: yeah so. and batman is kind of like the the act of making that happen you know like just just, just taking that will and just making yourself more than than the sum of your parts
1: Fantastically said. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, you are a <laughs> Renaissance man. Now, how have your interests like music and MMA influenced your creations as a, com- a comic book creator?
2: Oh, I mean, thanks for saying that. That's a kind statement. I um I mean the more life experience you have, the more you have to say, right? I um I there I know writers who kind of just shut themselves in their office and just focus on just the craft of it and just really hone own their craft um and just see see writing as this um creative artistic endeavor and to kind of crack the code of it and that's super important i mean you've got to take the time to do that but if you don't if you never live your life what are you even writing about right mm-hmm. um you you have to have your your own opinions of the world your own experience in the world to have anything to say in my opinion um and i've tried to trying to do that not to i don't just live my life because i want to write about it i but i i have tried to basically i'm not much of a spectator i guess like my whole life when something moves me or inspires me i just kind of feel the need to do that thing i don't it's not enough for me to watch a watch a sport that i like or to just read a comic or a book or just watch a movie like i want to i want to make these things i want to do these things so like um like ufc like (laughs) i think ufc was awesome and i was like it looks incredible i want to be able to do this um, yeah.
1: I'm old enough so to yeah. remember the first few UFCs when it was just yeah. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like
2: a straight up tournament. Like the whole yeah. thing started yeah. as like this big yeah. competition. Like who's almost like the DC versus Marvel, like who, who would win in a battle? You know, the Hulk versus yeah. Superman. So you've got like, who's going to win the Kempo guy or the boxer or the, right. yeah. you know, the Kung Fu master or the sumo wrestler or whatever. And, you know, that's when we really started to figure out which styles don't work <laughs> you know mm-hmm. in, in in practical uh, application um so yeah that when you i mean the the tournament thing was really interesting but it was kind of a sideshow like it had this had this weird circus kind of quality to it yeah. but then as it went on and people started to really figure out okay like you've got to know some jiu-jitsu to really to really succeed but you also have to have some striking in there too it started to evolve into this like this uh kind of you know um amalgamation um style all its own and you can still i mean i love how versatile it still is there are people who rely you know less on boxing and more on you know karate striking or uh less on jujitsu more on judo or whatever like you can still make make the style your own Uh, or some people are still just pure one thing like i'm just going to be the best i mean i'm I'm not going to do jujitsu at all i'm just going to be the best striker i'm going to be so goddamn good i can just knock anyone out in one punch um everyone's got their own style but You've also got all these art these uh, fighters who've become true artists You've and done did. just unbelievable things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. I'm just um enthralled with it and I, I want to do it. I'm I am i am taking a little bit of a hiatus from it right now. Um, because due to COVID, I haven't really been rolling with anyone. I'm basically just working a bag and teaching my son how to fight. But um also oh, that's I, cool. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's been really fun. It's been fun to work that's with awesome. him. So he he and I will get on the map, but he's still very small. It's not like we're really rolling like yeah. as peers. I'm I'm just like I've got a little wrestling dummy that's his size and I mm-hmm. so depending on what we're doing, I'll have him either do shit on me or to the dummy. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh I I'm also I've been in the military for about sixteen years and I'm starting to like I'm getting tired of going to work with like broken bones. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, makes sense, yeah so i'm going to start uh i'm going to take a hiatus for a couple years wait till i get to 20 and then i'll start rolling again so i'm just going to focus more on just fitness right now for the next little bit and just work a bag just you know spar not spar but just do stuff on my own until um until i hit my 20 and then i'll start uh start getting in the, in the on the mat again all oh, right yeah, yeah anyway so I, I guess i don't feel like i really answered the question all that well how, how my various interests <laughs> Sort of me as a comic book writer, basically. In in a nutshell, I would just say, living a full life um, just gives you more things to say. You know, I um, there are things I care about, not just uh, not just my you know hobbies and careers like music or the military or those things, but also the things I've the things I've um. I've kind of discovered about myself, like the things I've learned that I really care deeply about, like human trafficking, or um, the political divisions um, in our country right now, or you know, fatherhood. Um, there, these things are, are things that have come up in my in my mind a lot, so they, they find their way into my books even when I'm not really trying. I heard, I think it was Ed Brubaker one time. Somebody asked him. I I heard the story secondhand. I think he was talking about it on a panel or something. Somebody had asked him, "Should I try to put my own life experience into my characters or into my stories?" And he said, "No, because you'll do that anyway. Like that will you're, you will come through your work whether you try to make that happen or not." Um, so don't to try to do it deliberately, like this is going to be the story about my uh my experience as a teacher or whatever. Um, even if you don't do it directly, it'll come through anyway and they'll probably be more honest if you just kind of let it happen organically. You know. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Not that I don't I don't often set out to like, you know, preach to the to the reader about a specific thing or or give a lesson about something. The things I care about or the things I know about just kind of come through my work. Awesome. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, So when was the moment, or was there a moment, particularly when you knew you wanted to and were going to be a comic book professional?
2: Uh, There wasn't really a moment where I I just kind of decided to be a pro. Um, I just kind of got the bug and just decided that I loved it, like the the way I discovered I loved MMA, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, music or whatever. so i had not so i I loved i learned how to read off of comics as we discussed and then i i I grew up reading and making comics all the way through through school um until i went off to college i think by the time i went off to college i was i was subscribing to a couple of monthly comics and but then i kind of let them lapse because i was just so damn busy all the time that i wasn't really reading for fun anymore i was reading stuff for school and i was practicing constantly i was going to school for music and so i was just i just sold my soul to the practice room just constantly playing and studying and rehearsing and just working really hard so i didn't really read for fun so i fell out of comics and even then i'd never been in a comic shop like i was i was buying all my stuff off the spinner rack at the grocery store or something but mostly i was just you know i still had those (laughs) those piles of really old comics that i just kind of fell into i was not reading a whole lot of new stuff um eventually i did discover like uh superman like triangle era superman and uh like nightfall night's end era batman right
1: right. yeah yeah.
2: joe joe mad and Jim lee x-men that was kind of my last era when i was still reading regularly and then i fell out of it and i was doing my career so i have a younger brother who's also a musician and an artist and, and he decided to go the other way decided he wanted to be a comic artist and um, didn't really know how to get started. You know, I just lived in the country. Didn't really have internet to speak of. This is years ago. Didn't know what to do next, you know. He didn't really have any sequential pages. He didn't have any pages of actual comic pages. He just had, like, pinups and this individual drawings that look good, but were not really a portfolio. And I didn't know what to tell him either. I didn't know shit about comics anymore. <laughs> and and I, I, I'd never known how to make them. I just loved reading them. Um, but he just didn't know what to do with his career. I was like, dude, just come in, move in with me and we'll start. I know there are conventions here and there, like, just come move in with me. We'll start going to cons and we'll find some shops. We'll just see what the state of the art is like and see how I mean, people got to do this. Like people, people bust in somehow. Like, let's just, right. let's just see how, let find out how it works. Let's educate ourselves together. So he moved in with me and for, for like six months, we were just going to conventions, going to shops, um, I started writing again just to give him stuff to illustrate. I just wrote basically a couple of poems that he then uh, made into sequential stories. We also made a – for our sister's um, high school graduation, we made her a little comic with her as the hero. Oh, that's Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. And, um, you know, we just kind of educated ourselves together like we said we were going to. And he actually ended up joining the Army, too. I was already in active duty by that point. And he discovered that they have a job in the army called Multimedia Illustrator, in which you can just join up and they'll they'll train you in the software that an illustrator needs to know how to use, like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign. And um and you know, after you'll use that for your job and then when you get out, you've got the GI Bill if you want to go to, to school after that. <clears throat> so he uh he enlisted and uh learned how to basically <laughs> train him how to be a comic book artist in the army, not literally for comics, but everything that he needed to know right. and then he went to uh savannah college of art and design after that now he just got done
0: so awesome. that's
2: kind of wow. so while he's doing all that when he started getting busy with military i um started i i got in the bug hardcore like when i was helping him become a comic artist i was like damn this is really fun i love the collaborative nature of this is like jazz it's like small group jazz where you're collaborating with the small group pros and everyone who's playing affects everyone else in the team. And it makes this, you make this beautiful thing together. I just saw a lot of familiar uh, stuff in the, in the process of making comics to how music is made. And I just completely fell in love with it. And I'd made a lot of friends. And at some point, I just started making comics with them. And one of those became Last Sons of America at Boom Studios. So, I mean, after that, um, it became a lot easier to get my next book made and the next book after that and the next one. Um, and I started to realize, okay, now I'm actually, rather than paying artists to draw my shit for me, like now we're, I'm starting to get paid for this. This is something I could potentially do down the line. So it's, it wasn't really, there wasn't like a moment where I was like, now I will I will go forth and be a pro. It was more like this, <laughs> this, this slow, <laughs> gradual process of learning, of becoming a pro almost accidentally. Um, so you, so now, you didn't have a Batman like,
0: off moment where you're like, all right, no, on yeah. the candle, I'm going to swear to... <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing shattered probably, the glass like, next writer. to you or anything. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. No uh, No riders busting through the windows at me or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of
0: weird. It would be kind of creepy. Well, How did you get in here? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
2: Jim Lee burst smells- through the
1: window. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: right.
1: So, sir, Action Comics is where the entire superhero comic book phenomenon was born. What goes through your mind as a creator on such a historically important piece of pop culture?
2: Oh man, it's just the biggest honor. I, I could not ask for a greater honor than to be writing action comics. I mean, even, I mean, depending on the era and who's doing what book and all that, sometimes Superman has been considered the the more prominent book, just like Batman is considered more prominent than Detective. Um, but that's kind of how, that's not how I see it. Like to me, action comics is the, the legacy book. And that's, Uh, i mean i see detective that way too it would be an honor to write detective someday too i I just i think that's such an incredible legacy and uh to get to write to see action comics with my name at the top um on the cover is just insane i can't because i have all these old action comics myself action 400 was probably the most um inspirational like foundational comic in my collection, at least this is like a an anthology. It was a celebration issue of everything that Superman is, and the, the theme of that anthology was Superman in the future. And those stories were just mind-blowingly cool and creative. Um, more so than I mean, I have so many Superman comics that I loved, but having having one that was done in more of a high art kind of approach with with the best most famous people in the industry at that time just changed how i looked at the character and how i looked at comics i was like whoa this is not the this is not the usual style i'm used to seeing um i just really made me see what was possible um and to have an action comic now with my name on it like, just, you know and now I'm more than one like the series it's just mm-hmm. i just can't believe it man i am so grateful um yeah i hope i'm on the book it would be now. My dream is to have like a, you know, a Dan Jurgen like, like run, like long, long run. run. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've, t-
0: I, I've tweeted it out that I hope you're on the book for as long as humanly possible, uh, because yeah, I I remember when when they announced that you were taking over both books, uh, and you, they had that you know interview with you. I think it was Newsarama or one of those one of those sites. I read the interview and I'm like. All right, I don't need to know anything else. He gets it. And it's no, like, thanks, man. I, I'm like, all right, I can't wait for this this run. And to just to echo what you're saying about Action being, the you know, the, the preeminent super or in your mind, the, you know, the, the main book. I would agree with that. To me, it's Action and Detective, and then the other two are, are the secondary. Having said that, of all the books that I get, there are four that I will refuse to drop at any point. And it's it's Batman, Superman, Action, Detective. So it's like, if I have to drop a book, I'm like doing mental gymnastics. Okay, which one can I can I read on comicsology <laughs> and be comfortable with it? Because these four aren't going anywhere. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm glad the books are both. I think Action and Superman are really both firing on all cylinders, which is great because in my I've been back reading steadily for seventeen years, and no disrespect to anybody, but it hasn't always been the case where. They're both, you know, humming along perfectly, and sure. right now they are. So I'm,
2: I couldn't be, couldn't be happier. So, like I said, well, thank I you, man. That means a lot to me. I yeah. believe me. I, I take the responsibility extremely seriously. I mean, I know it's just, I know it's fiction, yeah. And there are things happening in the real world that, that matter a great deal. But I, you know, those com, those action comics when I was a kid had a colossal influence on me. In a way that I desperately needed as a kid. Like those books. I mean, my my childhood kind of sucked, and I, I lived in my imagination. And and having those books just made my life so much more livable, um, and made my real life so much better. Yeah. Um, I and I will never forget that, and I, I won't forget that responsibility that that uh, this book carries.
0: No, those, those characters. What you're saying is is so so true. Those characters. You know, some people may look at it and say, Well, it's just a it's just a fictional character. It's just a comic book. Well, how can it have that much? influence but they really do matter like I, I mean when I was a kid and you know I had there was a period of like year where I had like three or four deaths in the family
2: oh, I'm sorry to hear that man Batman
0: when I was a kid really basically I got lost in Batman and it basically made me feel good like it made me feel happy where where there was that period where you know I wasn't so these characters do mean uh, you know a great deal so what you're saying is, is 100% on point
1: yeah, the the human psyche needs that release. What you're talking about, what you're talking about, that is a very real phenomenon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for that, sure. It's just, it's it's weird because a lot of people will say, you know, their first experience with Superman is is the 78 movie uh, or, or you know, you hear that a lot. Mine I can appreciate the art, the the individual's kind of mm, but Lois and Clark was my first like live action Superman, because mm-hmm. before it was like I remember my first comic Superman book was the Man of Steel number one, not the not the eighty six miniseries, but the new like the triangle numbering. Yeah, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was my first Superman book. So the first time I read him in comics was that. But before that, it was it was the Lois and Clark series, and it just there was something about the character that just like like I was all in on Batman for for the first few years there but then when I when it was Superman was like oh wow and then the the best part was when I realized that they were in the same universe I'm like all right now 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 we're rolling so yeah those two characters just it's incredible the 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 impact that they have on people and I think outsiders who, who aren't into comics and I mean it's not an outside thing anymore now the movies have made them mainstream kind of thing but people don't realize how how Important they are, and, and the impact that they can have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, in that in that spirit, can you tell us like how your give us like a little bit of a an idea of what, how your uh, your your narrative, your ideas for the current uh, action storyline came to fruition?
2: Yeah, I um I was actually working on. Do you guys know about the 5G thing that was kind of in the in the works? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was brought on board. I was working on the cosmic stuff. I was going to be kind of like a—I mean, showrunner is not exactly right—but I was kind of like like directing some of the cosmic stuff because I'd already I'd done the the Last God at DC Black Label, mm. and um, they had noticed that I put uh, entirely too much world building in my books. <laughs> <And> like <laughs> I, I you know, for every word that appears in the script, there's like ten other words that never get seen. That I'm just fleshing out the world to make it seem real, and uh, they're like, "Wow, this guy puts a lot of thought into his books." And I mean, this is all—I'm I'm assuming all of this because they—they—they they they, they mentioned it at some point. And they're like, "We want you to do a lot of that world-building on this cosmic stuff and help us flesh out this this aspect of the DCU going forward." So I was working on that. We had a couple of titles we were doing, and um, for that, and this other this other series I was doing also that was not 5G, or it was 5G, but it wasn't cosmic um and then that like they changed direction with all that stuff and as we were putting together the new titles they were like well what if we applied like this would actually be a really good fit for for superman um so without spoiling what we were doing before we started seeing it through this different lens and um and we knew already that we were going to make jonathan kent a bigger deal going forward and they were going to make him superman like a superman in his own right And it made sense to, to, it made sense for Jonathan Kent to have his dad elsewhere for for a bit, uh, to give Jonathan the room to grow as a character without his dad's shadow. But also, it's something I wanted to do anyway, because I always felt that, I mean, Superman's got an amazing supporting cast, of course. Uh, Even, you know, Lois and Clark is one of the iconic comic relationships ever, probably the most iconic. Um, she's hugely important, and now Jonathan is to the Daily Planet crew. but I don't want to just see Superman in the context of the of the Daily Planet newsroom. I mean, it's it's a cool aspect of his character. I love that he chose to be a journalist, but he's also the the champion of the oppressed throughout the multiverse. You know, he's not even just an earth character. He can go anywhere. He's presumably been saving lives and and fighting for truth and justice everywhere. And I want to see more of that. I want to see like John Carter of Mars Mm -hmm. kind of Superman stories where he's out there kicking ass in other galaxies, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, I just, I I thought that Bendis did a really great job of humanizing the character, making him seem very relatable, seeing his, um, seeing him interact with all these other characters, fleshing those characters out more. We got to see a lot of Jimmy, which is cool. We got to see a lot of the other characters, Daily Planet. That's all awesome. But I was ready to put some, seriously like capital s super back into superman and see him and these epic adventures and quests that just blow everyone's minds i wanted Mm -hmm. to see like a more sci-fi epic approach um so well obviously as a green lantern fan
1: obviously as a green lantern fan i'm on board with that yeah yeah
2: totally i mean green (laughs) lantern is like yeah dude green lantern like the jedi right i want to see whenever i see a green lantern book i want to see thousands of years of history and like the the legends of these other Green Lanterns you've gone before just flesh it out and make it seem big and old and rich Um, I want to see that applied to Superman too so we get to do that now and I'm super excited so I I try to take a lot of the of the threads that Ben began and um, run with them in a direction that made sense to me like we established a new he established that there's a new monk, and uh, he also established United Planets, um, you know, build Superman's identity. There, there are a lot of things that happen during that run that can now continue with a more epic right? you. Right.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it, the the run. I mean, the scope of it is is incredible. And and like you said, Superman or, or Clark of the Daily Planet is great. And there's definitely you know, a need for that. You know, in certain places. But it's also cool to see him take, you know, when when need to the fight and all, but more so protecting Earth and other places in the universe. Yeah, I, I mean that's he's that character to to, to keep him Earthbound, you know, twenty four seven every issue. I I don't necessarily think that's needed. I you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I, it kind of goes against the character. The characters for yes he protects the earth but like, like you said he he's capable one has the strength and all the powers to protect the oppressed in the multiverse so why wouldn't you take him to that to that level and also i really like the how you mentioned the the john carter of mars thing because you really do see that especially with the future state stuff yeah that was really and see me at least i think where you're going we're going to see a lot more of that aspect of yeah it. we
2: are yeah but the yeah, the uh, Superman Worlds of War issues—that was that was some big time foreshadowing. I wanted to give readers a, a taste of what was to come, so we're gonna we're gonna see that basically come true in the in the story that we're telling now.
0: I, I really like the, 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 the stories where in the in the future state stuff where you yeah. had all the different characters kind of relaying their thoughts or, or stories about Superman. That was really cool because you get to see—at least for me—it it put those people you know, the characters in those stories in the position of the reader and how kind of we see him as we're reading his story. So that was kind of really cool. And the art in those books was just phenomenal. So, mm-hmm.
2: I mean, Yeah, thank you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been so blessed with artists. Daniel Samperi has been an amazing collaborator. Yeah. Um, he's just crushing at every issue. His final issue on the series is 1036, the first issue of the War World Saga, which is about to come out. And then we've got the great Miguel Mendoza jumping on for a couple issues. He's also doing some yeah. really incredible work. So he's doing issues 1037, 1038. That's the November, December issues, assuming that the supply chain stuff doesn't get us. And then in January, uh, my old collaborator from The Last God, Ricardo Federici, is coming on board as the regular okay. series artist. Okay. And that guy is a genius. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I he's, saw, I saw the the tweet that he posted with a portion of his artwork, and I'm like, yeah. okay, reveal the rest now. I want to see the whole image. <laughs> like, that, oh my so God.
2: that was amazing. It's yeah. killing me holding on to that cover. The cover's done, and it's an actual fucking painting that he did by hand. It's not even, it's not even that big, and it looks unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, the interiors are looking that good. Like it's just stupid how good he is. It's stupid. It's offensive. um he's he's like a dutch master who just decided to do comic books um it's amazing yeah i can't wait to show you what's coming i mean it's as far as we can't wait to read it yeah all the all the legit sword and sandal badassery stuff that that really starts to to take hold in the january issue and that's ricardo's first issue with us uh i'm writing everything specifically for him to draw and if you've seen the last god man it's yeah the stuff He's getting better. Like it's nuts. It's nuts what he can do. And um, he was with, with the stuff that we're about to show you in uh, in War World Saga. He was just he was born to draw this stuff.
0: That's that's all. I can't wait. I, I mean, like I had to. I forgot to put um, the uh, Batman Superman the Authority when I did the you know my orders. For oh it, yeah yeah. I forgot to put it on, and then I realized that we, when I when I asked you does it, on Twitter, I said, does it connect to? action comics and you're like yeah so i i phoned the story i'm like you gotta give me i i know there's issues with you know things being pushed back and you gotta give me this issue he's got it i just haven't gotten to the the shop. oh man
2: i hope you love it i uh funny story about that issue so that was gonna be with trevor harrison the artist who did uh deceased Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trevor's amazing i never worked with trevor i've i've known his work forever and uh he's incredible but i never worked with him um so he was on board to do it's this 40 page issue and trevor was on board to be the artist and then i get a call from my editor after that uh paul kaminsky who was like um hey so trevor can only do half the issue he can do 20 pages but the schedule won't allow for more i was like oh okay so who do you want to i guess we got to bring in a fill-in guy then he's like yeah how do you feel about ben templesmith and wow. you guys do you guys know Smith's work i was like what <laughs> like that's that looks nothing like trevor uh-huh but then we started kind of kicking around. I was like, actually, that's kind of genius. Like, since we had, <clears throat> since we had time, because whenever I see a fill-in artist, unless they match pretty damn close, it can be it can kind of take me out of it, right? It can be kind so, of jarring, right? Uh, right. Yeah. But what if we, what if we make it really jarring? <laughs> <And> instead, <laughs> we we, uh, we write to that story. Like, we make it part of the story. Make it in like a, a thing that wouldn't work any other way. So I basically just, you know, scrapped the idea that I was working on and just made up something completely new to you know specifically for two artists. So we did like this multiverse thing where there's two different worlds playing out. And um, yeah, dude, I'm very proud of it. It actually it really energized me for the for the writing, and um, it became like a real a real joy to work on because of the the way the art team shook up. So I hope you dig it. I'm very proud of it.
0: I okay. can't wait to read it. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. give you some quick thoughts once I was. yeah, read it. we actually recorded a review. You should be good. We've had some editing we kind of slow down for a bit, but we actually recorded a review. We caught up on the Action Comics run up to this mm-hmm. point. So yep. uh, that should be posting. I'll post it before the interview. So if you're uh, watching this, you've that, already seen our review. <laughs>
2: did you Did you review? Which one did you review? Sorry. We did. We, we had done
0: 1030 and 1031. So we did 1032 to 1030. Was it 1035, Donny? 1032 to 1035?
1: It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was four issues that we did yeah. on the last one. So
2: thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, we yeah. had a lot of
0: fun with that too.
2: Yeah, oh. Ten uh, thirty-six yeah. comes out on Tuesday, and I'm that is probably my favorite of the series so far. Have you read oh. 1036 yet? Uh, no, is, that, is that that's, the the one movie, that's about, is it? No, I didn't know if you guys got re, an advanced copy. I you send review copies, but uh, I'll shoot I'll
0: send you one over. Awesome, oh, thank
2: you. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, we
0: we'll definitely we'll definitely because I told I told Donnie I said we've got to review this batman superman authority book so what we'll probably end up doing yeah. is do that and then action 1036 together um, awesome then, okay. but yeah it's uh, going back and and rereading that those those four i'm like man i can't wait for the next issue <laughs> then i'm getting know, angry because the supply you know the, the issues that the printing and stuff so like, i know Come on, i it's know for
2: this. i wow. know dude i was frustrated but yeah the um if you remember in 1035 there's that moment where uh, the Justice League comes and says, Superman, hey, really Hi. sorry about your loss. Also, yeah. you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he turns around and Batman's there and they talk. And Batman's like, so my intelligence tells me that you've got another team lined up. And he's like, yeah. And Batman says, tell me about him." The Batman, Superman, and the Authority story leads right out of that conversation. So awesome. Batman's, Batman's got this mission lined up that the Justice League can't do. And he needs Superman and his new crew. So basically, it's like a trial run for the Authority.
0: Okay. It, it, it's awesome because that moment and the lead up to that moment where Superman turns and he's like, Oh, you're still here? You're changing. He's like, After all these years? Yeah, he's I'm like, like Man, that, That's a perfect synopsis <laughs> yeah. of these two guys. He's just, and yeah. it's like, and I know they're doing something with these two characters again, like the world's finest book. But I'm like, yeah. Damn, I need the, I need a book again with these two together. like like. I know, that'd be so DC, fun. I, if you want yeah. my money, just keep printing Action Detective. <laughs> Batman, Superman, and the Batman, Superman. It's still hard. I think, yeah, know,
2: yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they're doing. They're, yeah, there's a there's a, a World's Finest coming out with Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Yeah, starting it
0: a, as it. a backup, right?
2: So I don't know. I maybe so. Yeah, I, I think
0: know. it's starting as a backup in Detective, and mm. then hopefully it'll expand to a an ongoing. But yeah, Mark Wade yeah. back at DC. I mean, where, yeah, where, where where do I give my money? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I give my wallet to?
2: Just, just, yeah, just, Wade's great. Yeah, and Dan, just, Moore that, Dan Moore is great. Dan Moore is He's quite well, impressive.
1: Before I hit you with the last question here, I've got to ask. As you can see, I'm a big collectibles guy. What is I that have. behind you with Batman and Superman?
2: Oh, yeah. This is hold on. Oh, wow. this is this that, is my only my only uh, statue. Oh, oh on. it is. A, oh, wow. Oh, look it's at like, that! Yes. Yeah, the fight from Dark Knight Returns. It's, yes, incredible. It's beautiful. Uh, and if you, there's a, so the, the bat tank thing is busted open with the wires coming out of it. And um, mm-hmm. Carrie, Carrie Kelly's inside of it with a slingshot point of that. Oh,
1: is that sideshow it's, or DC direct? Who did that? Do you remember? Uh, I forget.
2: It doesn't say I'm actually, I can't remember. I it's, it's gorgeous though. I love it. I eye <laughs> beauty. My eye is a,
1: always attracted to collectibles. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't get a lot of, well, I mean, I've got, where's the other guy? think like, I might've taken it downstairs. They, um, I got the um collector's edition or the the i'm a huge nerd edition of the of arkham of <laughs> arkham city the arkham city game
1: right.
2: and that came with a um a little figurine of of the arkham city version of batman like overlooking the city or whatever yeah. I have so i have that somewhere just because it came with the game and then i got I the same thing with arkham origins so i've got the joker with his like knife in the table and all the tvs up behind him oh right so yeah got, yeah I've got those because I bought the games. But um, aside from this is that this is the only thing I actually bought just because. I, I have
0: a DC Direct one. It's not near me, so I can't pull it out. But it's um, Superman versus Darkseid, and it's pretty. It's one oh, of my red. favorites. It's one of my favorites. Awesome. It's, it's, so yeah, it's
2: pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I at some point I'll probably get um, I'll probably get an Alien one too because I love Alien. Yeah. i yeah, now that you're I'm writing that
0: for Marvel, right. right?
2: Yeah, God, I love that book too. So I get since I get to write that, and I'm a huge Alien fan. I, I did, I did eye the, I had my eye on the space jockey. That I think it was Sideshow did that. Had this massive ass um, space jockey that looked just like sex. It's just so. <laughs> um, so, so, but it's, it's kind of a lot, and it's it takes up a lot of space. I probably yeah. won't get, it, but I, you know, until I'm like 17, almost out of time. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some other some other artistic things that are not comic related. There's a this statue of a because you know my love of martial arts. I have a this figurine of a of a oh. kendo player oh, wow. that I like. That this that's is from awesome. my dad from my dad's old office when I was young. That's awesome. So that's I cool. have
0: that, but uh, that's about what I'm
2: that's about all. I yeah, am. I'm am anyway, a martial
0: artist I just, too. I do uh, I do karate as well, so I appreciate the. Oh, martial, cool.
2: Yeah. Much form. I,
0: I awesome. haven't done it in. Uh, in a while because of you know the pandemic <clears throat> and things are still over Right.
2: The place. yeah but it, yeah, it's killing me because it's like i want to get back <laughs> and, uh, I, was, I was doing a lot of jujitsu and muay thai before everything kind of shut down but i um i'll get back to it I'll still, i still you know i'll do youtube stuff just work the bag yeah all
1: right So okay so who is philip kennedy johnson aside from the creative genius what inspires oh. you what gives you satisfaction
2: well, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve the creative genius bit, but thank you. Um, we do, Yeah, we do. Um, well, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I said about not being a spectator. I just really want to live, live a full life, and if something moves me, I want to do it. Um, I, I love, I love making things. I guess most of all, I, like I just, well, most of all, I guess I'm father these days. I, I didn't really have the relationship with my dad that I wanted uh, when I was a kid, and or since then. I'm, I'm, now I'm oversharing on a podcast, but. Um, it's all good
1: you go ahead and say whatever you want
2: in, in part the devil is real no I, <laughs> <laughs> so um my um see. so yeah i i don't know i just really wanted that really close father-son bond thing since i never really had it when i had a son of my own we are just unusually close <laughs> i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like my own hang-ups throughout my own life have have made me like hyper focused on my relationship with my son and now he and i just have this amazing relationship we're best friends and we play all the time whenever i when i make sure i make time for him every day and um uh he's just so goddamn cool I mean, he just loves all the same stuff that i i did when i was a kid and um yeah i just love him so much man so i guess i identify as a father more than anything Okay. Um, I just, I just put a lot of myself into, into him. Um, but I also just love making things. I, I, I want to. I'm not much of a social media person. I'm not much of a marketer. I'm not much of a publicist. I just really want to just make things and be left alone. As far as like, <laughs> there, there's, there's other elements. I see a lot of my, uh, my, my peers in comics. People like Scott Snyder and James Tynan and and, and Rom V and Tom Taylor and these guys who are. Um, all doing incredible work but are also really great at building their careers like seeing themselves as their own like small business you know Mm -hmm. and um building up their their business that way i i admire the hell out of that and um i'm i'm trying to to be more mindful of those kinds of things but really i just love making things and um you know i i really admire the, the the career that neil gaiman has made for himself for example where he just writes whatever he wants. He's, uh, I heard something once where he was, he was advised very early on, like, you got to find your niche. Like, what, like, what are you? you got to define yourself as a writer. Stick to, stick to that niche and become that thing. And he fought back against that. I was like, fuck that. All, I want to do all kinds of things. And he, he did. He has. He does. Uh-huh. Like I love that he, he just decided, I want to I write comics. I want to write screenplays. I want to write novels and short stories and kids' books and episodes of Doctor Who. Just whatever the hell I want. I love, and um, I'm trying to emulate that in my own career. I love I mean, right now. I do a lot of comics, but I'm trying not to get I'm trying not to get pigeonholed within the comics industry. And at some point, I'll also move into other like I'm I'm doing kids book right now as well. And um, right I love that Neil Neil Gaiman will he did this big thing I think at the Sydney Opera House where he he read a story that he wrote himself, and there's there was art being projected behind him and music playing, and this this all encompassing experience of of uh, artistic achievement, and I, I love that. I want to do something where I, I write the, the story, but I also write the music, and you know, I won't I probably won't subject an audience to my artwork, but, um, <laughs> I just love the just the unbridled creativity of that, you know, and that's uh, trying to live my life that way. Okay,
0: you you're definitely you're, the way you were talking about your relationship with your son, that definitely came through in the Superman in Action, you know, the
2: was it the two parter. Well, thank you so much, man. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, the golden age I did with Phil Hester. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. And yeah, the the issues of Superman after that was Scott Kudlesky, Um, I uh, that whole thing was like a literal just open letter to my son too, just about his about his future and what I what I think of him, how I see him. Yeah.
0: That
2: and was- uh, I really I just wanted him to have that, that he can go back and read when I'm when I'm gone, you know.
0: That was very powerful yeah. stuff, so yeah. well
2: done. Well, thank That's you. Good. I appreciate that. And you're going to see more of that dynamic, too, when Superman's on a war world. I, could, there was, I know there's a lot of people who wanted to see John uh, made young again. Um, and there were a lot of reasons why I thought that was a bad move. So I, I mean, we, I decided to, to carry the ball forward rather than backwards. But um, but I do really love seeing Superman as a father. and yeah. gonna As have, do I, yes. Yeah, there are going to be developments on Warworld that um, that bring young John fans back to uh, where they want to be. I think, like at some point, Johnson's story and Superman's will come together again. The Super Family will be whole again, and um, I think we're going to see some some changes that fans will really love.
0: Okay, awesome. I can't can't wait. It's it's like I said, it's been a great run so far, and I hope it continues as long as as possible. As I'm Thanks,
2: brother. I appreciate that.
0: One more question before we sure. wrap up. You've written Superman and, and you know, within the book, there's been some guest stars. You know, you've, you have the authority in there. You've had Batman, the JLA, or parts of the JLA. Is there, are there, is there, is there other DC characters specifically that you'd like to take a, a real crack at that you haven't yet? Uh,
2: in action comics or just in general? In general. There's a Batman... Uh murder mystery kind of story i want to do i want to do like a legit detective noir batman story um there's also a a ventriloquist story in me that i want to get out there Mm -hmm. like a black label story Mm -hmm. entitled dummy uh (laughs) that that really peels back the layers of that character and how scary and screwed up that guy really is and what kind of person that like I'm fascinated by that character. I Always have been. I've always wanted to see more Scarface, more the ventriloquist. Oh yeah. Uh, So I'm gonna make that happen someday. Awesome. Uh, I love the Spectre. Oh yeah. Super creepy, and I think there's a really there's an opportunity to do something really cool there. I'd love to do like a a horror style Aquaman story. I mean, the ocean's scary, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel (laughs) like we should be able to tell... We should make Aquaman a horror book at some point. Kind of like they did for (laughs) Immortal Hulk, how Immortal Hulk became a horror book. Yeah, was a great title. We could totally do an Aquaman book that way. Awesome. Um, Gosh, what else? Red Hood. I'd love to do a Red Hood heist book. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff. At some point, I would love to do a a Hellblazer-Doctor Strange crossover. Oh, wow. Wow. Because I I feel like those guys would just hate the shit out of each other, you know? (laughs) Uh, Because... Doctor Strange is all like the the flashy on its face yeah. magic power stuff and Hellblazer John Constantine is more of a like a, a blue collar guy who he's powerful but he he kind of resents magic like he doesn't really want it anymore and he like he just he gets he has no patience for the people who are ma- who put themselves in the pedestal as like a wizard or a magician he kind of like just rolls his eyes at everybody so he, I think he would just have total disdain for Stephen Strange, and I think Stephen Strange would see Hellblazer as like just this buffoon charlatan. <laughs> right. And I think it would be it would be really fun to to have those guys. I mean, obviously, I see I, I see the the roadblocks, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But but someday someday I'm gonna figure out a way to make that work. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really I missed the Marvel
0: and DC crossover, so you
2: know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hellblazer. I've read every word of Hellblazer. I I. Make- Massive Hellblazer fan. I know they usually try to put the, the UK guys on that book and I for obvious reasons, but I I feel like I could do the language pretty well and I just love that character. So that would I mean if I had aside from the Batman detective things I really want to do, I guess I'd, I'd Hellblazer would be my, my white whale. All
0: right. Okay. Awesome. awesome.
2: Interesting. It's a real cool. pleasure to talk to you guys, meet you both.
0: No, it's been it's been it's been fun again. We thank you for uh, uh, for sitting with us and if, if you're open to it, we'll do it again later yeah. on in the run. It's, totally you, been
1: so. an on, it's been an honor, sir.
0: Thank you so, all well, for me, too. Thank you guys so much. But, um, just if people want to keep track and follow you on social media, where can, they, where can they do that?
2: Well, I have a website at philipkennedyjohnson.com. Two L's and Philip. Uh, Kennedy like the president. Johnson like the lesser president. Uh, let's see on, on Twitter, I'm at philipkjohnson. Facebook under my full name. And Instagram with my full name with underscores between. Awesome.
0: Okay. So give him a follow and uh, be nice. Don't, don't, don't. He doesn't need trolls attacking him. <laughs> he, That's he, fine. I can take it. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, stop that stuff. But yeah, yeah. no. It's pretty it's, lame, but it's fine. It's part of the gig. it's It's been a pleasure, and hopefully we can have you back again soon. And yeah. uh, stay well, sir, and stay super. to you, too, guys. Take care. Thank you, Thank you sir. Well, there you have it. That was our interview with Action Comics writer Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, what a fantastic uh, time that was, Adon. Eh,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, he was—he was a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. that guy yeah. has lived a lot. His life is just very full.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, And great guy. Fantastic writer on <clears throat> on Action Comics. If you're not reading that book yet, pick it up <clears throat> either at your local comic shop. Or through comicsology, whichever way you choose to uh, read your comics, but definitely support it and buy it. It's fantastic. Um, but uh, as usually happens with our interviews, we forget to do our our social media plugs. So Donnie, if after this interview people want to talk to you about that action figure that you're displaying, or Superman in general, or Green Lantern, because I know you're going to mention that anyway, where can they <laughs> where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter as The Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk yeah. comics. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk Green Lantern.
0: And if you want to find me, it's at Adam underscore Leafs fan on Twitter. And if uh, you want to just find the social media for the podcast network, it's at MMNPDC. We have a Facebook page, which is in the description below click that ask for permission to join and i will add you and we continue the conversation there but until next time remember that superman in action comics is forever from the first issue to the last so long everybody
1: so long everyone